hour number two of the Bill Michael Show. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Hit us up. Rogers will make his usual appearance on the Pat McAfee show today, so we'll uh, we'll monitor that for you. We think, by the way. We think. We think. McAfee usually yeah. confirms weather, and I don't know what the schedule is traveling to Pebble Beach. Um, whether he's in the air today. Yeah, I, I, my assumption is he. Well, I don't know. I don't even want to take a guess. I'll be. I, I am monitoring the situation. Um, are you know, like 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 flight tracker? Remember when all the uh, well, I don't think you were here for that then. But um, every time there was a uh, a flight that came out of Mississippi that was a private jet, uh, everybody in the state had the flight tracker from down there in Mississippi, and so every time that that you know private jet and there was a, a scheduled touchdown in Green Bay, we always knew who it was coming out of Mississippi. Yep. And so everybody followed it. You know, here comes Brett. Brett's on his way back, you know. So, uh, but there's nothing that you can pinpoint coming out of California because you just never know. There's too many, too many, too many rich people coming out of California that's flying all over the place to, to really know. But, I'm a college uh, football guy, though. The entire sport is built around flight tracking. Same with Tiger um, Woods' jet, frankly, whenever we see where he's going to play. But whenever okay. a, a team has a head coach opening, I'm all over it. Yeah. Thing is, I think Fickle drove, he or he was secretive. Uh, well, he stole a car. Oh, Can I, I get sued for that? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Just add that to the end. Can I get sued for that? Uh, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um, the uh, yeah, uh, Pack fan says Rogers Jet has now been delisted and can't be traced on Flightware. Uh, unfortunately, so That's I, a shame. I just never, I never paid attention to that. Uh, the Favre thing, as it got uh, down to the nitty gritty, when Favre had, um, when Favre was coming back to make the announcement of the retirement, we followed it, and then we followed it out of Green Bay, and then when things got weird and contentious, and Favre was talking about coming back, and then we followed it when it came back. And then after that, I think we all just kind of eliminated the flight wear off of our off of our phones and said, "Ah, whatever, no big deal." Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Terry says, uh, "I prefer to have Aaron Rodgers back. Uh, it's not because I think he's some kind of a great quarterback. It's just I think this team is built for him for one more year. They need some pieces, sure, but you're better off knowing what you have than the unknown moving to the future." You hang on to that for as long as you can, and then you move forward. Terry, appreciate the email. Uh, this one's from Mike. Mike says, uh, time to get rid of Rogers. Cut bait. Uh, let's move on. Uh, too much money at stake. We don't want to put this team any further into salary cap jail. I think this team is going to be salary cap hampered for at least a couple of years before we unbury ourselves. And is that right to give Jordan Love the keys to a car that really doesn't have much of an engine? Uh, it's, it'll be a year. It'll be a year, and then they'll bounce back. Uh, you know, if indeed it goes in that direction, it'll be a year's worth of salary cap issues. But after that, it's it it kind of you know plays itself out. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. Uh, John says, let's ask ourselves one thing and one thing only: Can Aaron Rodgers win you a Super Bowl? 
That's it. That's the only question we should be asking ourselves. If you if your answer is yes, then you bring him back. If your answer is no, or you have major doubts about it, then you go ahead and move on. Me personally, I think he looked cold and old at the end of the season this year. I would say move on. And John, you're right. John, you're right. Um, you ask yourself one thing and one thing only. If you believe that he can win a Super Bowl. Now, you have to also qualify that, though, don't you? You can say, can he win a Super Bowl with the right pieces around him? That's a good question, Bill. Thank you very much. See? See? I'm using it. Noodle. Noodle. How are we looking? Yeah, that, that's what you ask yourself. Because, you know, can he win it alone? No, of course not. Can he win it with the same person, just running it back with the exact same personnel? No. You know, the only thing you're hoping for would be that everybody stays healthy. Right? That's it. Uh, and I, you know, uh, again, this is a great question. Uh, this goes for Whitney. Whitney writes an email inbox. She says, how much of a loss is it to lose Jerry Gray? I think he was the rah-rah guy and Joe Barry standing all alone with his mental incapacity is not going to help this team. Um, that's a great question. Much like when Nathaniel Hackett left, what did they lose out of that offensive room on the daily that hurt this offensive unit? Right? So what do you lose by losing Jerry Gray as kind of the, the vocal leader of that defense, coaching-wise, and then just giving it back to Joe Barry? Uh, that's a great question. And I, I, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't overwhelmingly know the answer to that. I know one thing um, that, uh, well, I know two things now. One thing is that when you lose a guy that everybody kind of looks to, now you start looking around to see who the next guy is going to be. And they don't have a vocal leader on defense. Preston Smith isn't that guy. Adrian Amos, eh, not really, you know. Uh, I guess if, if you know, uh, Quay Walker kind of develops in the offseason and really comes back and starts playing well, he could be, he should be, he should be that guy. Rashawn Gary eventually, but that's it. You know? Uh, the other thing I do know is that Aaron Rodgers will be on the Pat McAfee show today. That has been confirmed. And so will Ian Rappaport, which I'm sure uh, will well, there you go. bring another sound bite that that'll may or well. may not sound like all the previous ones. Yeah, that'll sit well. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, and this one... Uh, from Mike, who says, let's not forget, Aaron Rodgers had a broken thumb on his throwing hand. Give him another shot, or you'd give him the contract, or why'd you give him the contract in the first place? Well, because you wanted to bring him back. And the the argument, Mike, is that you brought him back because you wanted to run it back for at least a couple of years. And you gave him the money and the contract written the way it is to guarantee that he would make the decision as to whether or not he wanted to be your quarterback anymore. That's what I'm saying. This whole thing about, um, you know, the mutual wanting of the quarterback in Green Bay. I, I never understood that, that line of thinking. Because even Brian Gutekinds is like, we've done everything to accommodate Aaron Rodgers. 
You know, and now he didn't say it that way. I'm giving you the Cliff Notes version. But he basically said, we've done everything. Well, why, why would that be? You'd have to ask Aaron why that's a narrative. You're not getting it from us. Which is so weird because it is somewhat of a deviation from what he said at the end of season presser to the rumors that are now starting to come about. You know? Because he said, in essence, Aaron gives us the best chance to win. You'd have to ask Aaron because we have shown him nothing but love. We've done everything he's wanted us to do. We've built a better relationship with him. We kept the players around him that he asked for. I mean, what else more can we do? So to say that we don't want him back, the only thing that might be an indicator of the Packers maybe not wanting him back is simply saying, you didn't win. We did everything your way and you didn't win. Now we want to do it our way, and if you don't agree with that, then maybe we move on. You know? Maybe that. Maybe that reason. Adam says you're bringing back for jersey sales. Nah. You're beyond that, man. You don't have enough jersey sales out there to justify the amount of money that you'd be bringing back and that you're hanging on to. I, I, Kathy says the same thing, I, and I get it. Uh, he hasn't been able to win a Super Bowl in the past 12 years with a variety of players. Uh, isn't that your answer? Yeah. So you're saying he just doesn't have the ability to win a Super Bowl. I think that would be erroneous. Again, given the right circumstance, yeah, I think he can win. And let's not forget, you know, he had a down year, Right? We can all understand that. He had a down year, and people are already pushing him off the cliff, saying, Father Time, you're done, you look old. And I agreed with some of that. You know, he looked a step slow this year. I didn't say old, but he looked a step slow this year. But you, we all know, the minute you doubt him, he throws that giant chip on his shoulder and comes back to kick your ass and tell you you're wrong later. And I think that's going to be this type of year. I just do. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Ben, do you feel Rodgers has it in him to win a Super Bowl? If surrounded by the right cast, yes. See, I, I mean, we've too. seen, and this might be an unfair comparison, but we've seen other great quarterbacks at the end of their career get Super Bowls that weren't. 100% they're doing like Brady's mm-hmm. last Super Bowl with the Patriots. They won what 17 to nine defensive game, special teams game. Peyton Manning right. did it with the Broncos. So Peyton Manning did not win it his first year. He wanted his, his second go round with the Broncos. Cause his first year he got to a Super Bowl and didn't win it. They got their ass kicked by the Legion of boom. Right. It was a couple years later when he had become a decrepit old man and couldn't do anything anymore that the Von Miller and that defense kicked ass and then he won that Super Bowl but he had he was kind of past the prime by then right but I say that to say yes he can uh it's just a question of if the supporting cast isn't to the caliber of some other teams can he elevate it still but that all has to do with what they can do with the roster going forward and whether it's worth it I as smart as he is I still think he, in the shape he has kept himself, 
Now, I think this year it's going to require more work because, like I said, it looked like he lost a step. And that's never good for a quarterback. So I'm thinking this this year was somewhat of an aberration. He had the knee issue towards the end of the season, and he had the thumb. So come back, feel really good, feel healthy, ready to go. I I get the sense that he's going to bounce back. But if he looks a step slow again this year, then it's happened. You you Father time has grabbed him, and he can't rely on the legs anymore to get him out of trouble. Which is what we see so many quarterbacks that are you know that have been in the postseason this year be able to do. I mean, even Joe Burrow is not a runner, but you saw what he was able to do to run for a first down and pick it up. He's not swift a foot, but he's pretty good. He he kind of reminds me of Aaron Rodgers' running capability when Aaron Rodgers was that age. He's not a fly around guy like a Patrick Mahomes or a Jalen Hurts or anybody else for their Justin Fields or Lamar Jackson. He's not that. But he could move pretty good. He looked a step slow this year, which is why next year is a big eyeball test for me for Aaron Rodgers. I just get the sense that he's going to come back with a chip on his shoulder, a big one. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a look. Speaking of Jalen Hurts, we're going to take a look at the Philadelphia side of things when we come back. So hang in there. We're going to continue the discussion. But uh, we do got to take a look at the, the, uh, the NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles as they get ready to take on the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl 57 out in Phoenix Arizona coming up we're going to get our guy uh, um, John Marks from the whip WIP in Philadelphia is going to join us that's coming up next this is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone radio network you got the hit to the program good to have you the bill michael show back at it and uh, we got to take a little bit of a look uh over at the uh, philadelphia side of things as we start to take a swing around super bowl 57 we're going to be live from radio row starting next monday we'll see you out there in arizona if indeed you're going to be there as well but to joining us now from wip the whip in philadelphia uh john marks is on with us john how you doing man i guess i'll see you out there at radio row i'll be there on monday as well yeah, we're looking forward to it. I have always, uh, we've always enjoyed that time of year, and obviously all the different celebrities and such that come through. But uh, this has got a lot of storylines to this matchup. I mean, what's the going into this game? What is the most intriguing thing to you regarding the Eagles' perspective facing the Kansas City Chiefs? I, I guess I'm just so close to the situation, and I'm, I'm, you know, knee deep in Eagles and being here all season long. I guess I was. I was just surprised that they were favored against against the the, um, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, I view this as a very good team, but I guess I didn't really look at the big picture of the league where I guess if you watch the Eagles play, you're like, man, they don't have a weakness. Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. They can run the football. They have two great receivers. They have a great tight end. They have the best offensive line in football. They have the best defensive line in football. They had 15 more sacks than anybody else in the league this year. They have two Pro Bowl-type corners. I mean, really, somehow, it wasn't that long ago where we were wondering, let's see, Carson Wentz, who's the next quarterback? Jalen Hurts is the next quarterback? This was a bad team, and now we're back in the Super Bowl with a really talented roster. So it's kind of still sinking in to me, Bill. Like, it wasn't that long ago where it felt like the Eagles were kind of like, eh, and now they're they're favored to win the Super Bowl, favored in the Super Bowl. It's kind of crazy. 
Yeah, and and you you like you mentioned, Carson Wentz was kind of the guy, and you thought, okay, you're going to move on with him and move forward, and then they get rid of him and they kind of tear it down, and and you think, man, what the hell is going on? And Jalen Hurts was a guy when he was drafted; they didn't want him. You know, they they had their guy. They figured, what are you doing, bringing in another guy like this? And and then you get head coach Nick Sirianni and the job that he's done after Doug Peterson and such has been fired, and you've gone through all of that motion. So this team's kind of done another metamorphosis, so to speak. But you get a quality quarterback on a rookie deal, and they're able to put the pieces around him to be successful. And I think that's part of the key here, right? Yeah, and you look at the the final four teams that were playing. Three of the four were still in their rookie contracts, right? So it, it yes, absolutely. When when you don't have to pay a quarterback forty five or like Aaron Rodgers' case fifty fifty plus million dollars a year, of course it's easier to go out and fill holes. And one great thing that the Eagles' general manager Howie Rosen has done, both in two thousand seventeen before the Super Bowl win, and then again this year, was go out and make quality free agent signings. Not five-year, $100 million signings, but he got James Bradbury on a one-year contract this year. He's actually probably been better than Darius Slay uh, as a corner. Went out Hassan Redick with 16 sacks in the regular season. I think has another two-and-a-half in the playoffs. I mean, he made some money, but it was a three-year contract. We we're not talking about three years, $80 million, or five years, $100 million. It was a three-year contract, very reasonable sum of money for the, a kind of elite pass rusher that Hassan Redick is. So... It's pretty amazing how they've been able to fill key holes. A.J. Brown, uh, if Eagles can't draft the number one wide receiver, then let's go out and use the draft pick to get A.J. Brown and give him a big contract, right? So having extra draft picks, being aggressive in the trade market, um, C.J. Chauncey Gardner led the the NFL in interceptions. They traded a mid-round draft pick for him at the end of training camp, right? So for whatever reason in these two Super Bowl years, Howie Roseman is almost 100% on these moves. And that's kind of what put him over the top. Great offensive line, great defensive line. Uh, Jalen Hurts, and, and I don't think we can, we can talk about this anymore, Bill. Like, Jalen Hurts has emerged into an MVP-type candidate, and I didn't think that was going to be the case this year. I was just wanting to see, could he be the guy going forward? And, man, has he taken a huge jump this year. What has been the what has been the, the, the instigator for the jump? What has he improved on so much that has given him that ability this season? Uh, Ron Jaworski, who we have on as a, as a weekly guest, thinks that it's just really hard work working on the mechanics, and that's enabling, enabling him to be more accurate. Uh, I guess he always had enough arm strength. He's not given of Aaron Rodgers' laser, Pat Mahomes' laser arm strength. He certainly has enough strength. I think it's just kind of going from year two to year three. Because what we would have, uh, the discussion we would have, and a lot of our callers on WIP would talk about Jalen Hurts' intangibles and the leadership and those kind of things, which were there and were real, but I always believed they don't, they don't matter. They don't matter a hill of beans if the guy can't make NFL throws. So what he's shown this year is not only can he make NFL throws, um, he's a real threat in the running game. And it's not one of these quote-unquote running quarterbacks where you get to the playoffs and you're figured out by the better defenses because you can't throw. No, Jalen Hurts can throw and beat you, and Jalen Hurts can run and beat you. And they can. They, they, the offense doesn't really have a weakness. Now, the 49ers did a good job, and that wasn't, it wasn't a great offensive performance, but Jalen has taken that jump, hard work, and just year two to year three. The dude's 23, 20, might be 24 years old now. He's still a very young player. Natural progression, right? He's still a young player, makes that next makes that next jump, not making a lot of money, great roster. 
And everybody in Baltimore wants Lamar Jackson to be a better quarterback, but they don't want to give him a wide receiver to throw to. Go out and get A.J. Brown and draft Devontae Smith if you want to see a quarterback take that jump. Uh, we saw it with Tua this year, and we saw it with Jalen Hurts. So looking forward to this game and knowing what, first of all, you have to defend in, in Patrick Mahomes and the game that he just had, kind of almost, uh, I don't know if it was a, a Michael Jordan or Willis Reed moment or a coming out party, whatever anybody wants to label it because everybody's gotten into the thing where it has to be the greatest of all time. But how much of this game just simply revolves around slowing down and or shutting down Patrick Mahomes and some of the gimmick things that he does? And I don't mean to say gimmick in the sense that he's got some herky-jerky thing that he doesn't do on the regular, but every now and then he pulls something out that you just simply didn't expect. And how much is it going to be just kind of keeping him in that pocket, containing him a little bit, and then allowing your offense to do what they do? Because Kansas City's defense is not great by any means. Yeah, agreed. I think that the key to the Eagles' defense is – they don't want to send a ton of pressure. They don't, they're don't. they probably like league average on blitz. I think the Giants blitz on 44% of the snaps. That's old school, like early 2000s football. Most defensive coordinators don't blitz that much. The 49ers blitz less than the Eagles. So the Eagles are like, like, they're like 22% of the time they blitz. But when they do like to send blitzes, they like to send like an extra guy from a strategic spot, and they feel like they don't have to blitz more. They just have to blitz more effectively. The key to the Eagles' defense is getting pressure without having to send too many people outside of their front four. Because they can normally get pressure from their front four. They had four guys that had double-digit sacks, and then you have two really good corners. But what they like to do is they like to keep everything in front of them. And I don't think it'll be any different with the Chiefs and, and Patrick Mahomes. You don't have Tyree Kill there anymore, so you're not worried about that over the top. But they're trying to keep it in front of you. They're trying to limit touchdowns. They're trying to get you to kick field goals. They're hoping the quarterback makes a mistake. They're hoping they get a sack, and that pushes the team back. So uh, not a conservative defense, not a super aggressive defense. But to your point, Bill, I, I believe the defense is the, is the bigger story if you're looking how the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. What is the thought with Andy Reid as, uh, you know, obviously the head coach and a former head coach there in Philadelphia? Uh, now taking two different teams to a Super Bowl, the success that he has had. I know he kind of wore out his welcome in, in Philly, but is there an anxiety, an angst, whatever it happens to be in, in facing Andy Reid? No, uh, and I think that's because the Eagles won a Super Bowl in 2017. In fact, that's what it's because. If the Eagles didn't win, this game would be anxiety, and we have to beat Andy Reid. And it would be lo- Andy would be looked at, from a lot of people in a negative light. Uh, being that Andy already won one and the Eagles already won, so there's no like, there's a lot of ex-Eagles, including my co-host on WIP, Ike Reese, in the afternoon. And he's always going to root Eagles because, you know, he, he's an Eagle. Um, but he also loves Andy Reid like a lot of Andy's players do. But the fact that he already got a Super Bowl, there's no even thought from even his old players like, nah, Andy needs to get one. Andy got one. So, I mean, there's not anxiety. We know Andy's a, a great coach. We know Patrick Mahomes is a, is a great quarterback. But it, it doesn't have the same type of urgency just because the Eagles had won one a couple years ago. Uh, looking also towards, we talk so much about Jalen Hurts, but let's talk defensively speaking because you got some powerhouses over there. You mentioned uh, a few a little bit earlier about picking up some of the free agents, but obviously you've got experience there. You bring a guy like Indomitian Sue in, Linval Joseph. You talk about some of those late signings. That experience, How much do you think that experience of been there, done that, won it, plays into what this team has going into this game? I Absolutely. Um, 
you know, you look at Brandon Graham. He sacked, strip sacked Tom Brady at the end of the Super Bowl. The Eagles win. Fletcher Cox was an all-pro on that team. Javon Hargrave had 10 sacks this year. He was with the Steelers before he came to the, to, to the Eagles. And then you mentioned that Bradbury's a seasoned veteran. Darius Slay's been around. So, and then you add Sue, and it's, it's like you're not, it's not even talked about. Linval Joseph's been great. Uh, Sue's been great. They don't have to play a lot of snaps. It takes the strain off a lot of the starters because they can have a true rotation. They're so deep on defense. Um, I, I don't think you, it can be talked about enough. And a guy like Sue, he, he knocked jo- Josh Johnson out of the game uh, on Sunday. So even if it's just one play a game that those guys are making, one impact play a game at this point, that's what you need. This is, um, if you're looking for a blueprint as far as how do the, how do the, the, the Packers go from where they are right now to take that get back where the Eagles are, I think you kind of look at what the Eagles have done and, and use that blueprint and go forward. Well, that was going to be my next question because the window of this, because uh, eventually Jalen Hurts is going to get paid, do you look at this as a very short-term one? Because, you know, everybody thought, well, Rodgers will get you back. No big deal. And we've seen numerous NFC Championship games, but they just didn't have enough. The defense, more often than not, is what kind of gave it up. Rodgers got you there, drug you across that line, but didn't have enough behind him to be able, enough horses to be able to get to the, the back to the Super Bowl. Do you feel like this is that window where you got to get it now because you just don't know with all the money that's going to be involved in paying Jalen Hurts and others that you're going to be able to sustain this? Oh, for sure. And look at the look how wide open the NFC has been this year, right? Like not really a dominant team outside of the Eagles. The Cowboys were good all year, but who actually believes in the Cowboys? The 49ers are legit, but also playing with Brock Purdy. So if there was ever going to be a year where you took advantage of really kind of a, a not, not a weak NFL, but a, a kind of a weird NFL this year, this would be it. Because you're right, Jalen Hurts is going to get paid. Now next year, he's still making rookie money if the Eagles decide that they want to increase that salary next year for cap purposes. But I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm backloading that contract with cap hits. I'm keeping his number at a reasonable rate over the next three years, and I'm going for it, right? It's one of the the criticisms I would have of the Packers, and and you obviously know the situation a lot better than I do, but if you're going to keep Aaron Rodgers, and I know he's, he's making a lot of money, don't you have to try to win right now and do everything you can to put the best team around them to try to win right now before the window closes? Because it mm-hmm. looks like the window's closed, unless they want to bring him back this year and try to try to have some urgency to win it. But now's the time with Jalen Hurts. I, Bill, I, I think you're absolutely right. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. You don't know if, if Jalen maybe has plateaued or he's peaked right here. Go for it now. Try to win one or two or three and then see what happens. Real quick before I let you go, who you got in this one? Oh, man, it's, it's only Tuesday, um, Tuesday before the Super Bowl. But, I, I mean, <laughs> the Eagles have been, have, were favored last week against the 49ers. They were the better team, I believe. It's hard to tell with the quarterback situation. But, I, I mean, I feel like this is a close game in the Super Bowl, and the Eagles are just too, too well-rounded. So I think it's you know, anywhere from a three- to a seven-point win for the Eagles. And uh, I think they get their second Super Bowl in five years. Great stuff, John. I appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you out in Radio Row and in Arizona coming up here in about a week, okay? See you in a week, buddy. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. There you go. John Marks. You can find his stuff at John Marks Media. He's from WIP Radio in Philadelphia covering the Eagles, kind of giving us a lowdown. Like he said, you know, once the money goes, then, like we always talk about, once the money goes, once the quarterbacks start to get that jack, you got a couple of guys, like, they're going to go through this in Cincinnati. Well, eventually going to pay Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. They've got, what, five or six defensive players that are coming up this season alone they need to take care of. That window for Cincinnati to get back to the Super Bowl could have just went and closed up a little bit tighter 
or, or very tight uh, this past offseason. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, they, they feel in Philadelphia, same thing. you got to get it done. you got to get it done now. Good stuff, and thanks to John Marks for joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. We certainly appreciate him being here. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, got a lot more to get to. This portion of the pro ha- program brought to you by our friends at Albanese's Roadhouse. Joey is closing it down. He's calling it quits. And uh, the uh, the business, the land, everything, uh, been getting sold off. I think they're going to do some catering and such. But if you want to get in and to the west side of uh, Waukesha and you want to get some good Italian food and say, say thanks for so many years of service to our friends at Albanese's Roadhouse, get in and say hi to Joey and the staff. Real soon, because I believe maybe March, mid-March, something like that. I think it's uh, it's going to call it quits. So get in there as quick as you can before it all comes to an end. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Hey, our friends at Cunis RV, they have some uh, RV shows going on all throughout the state of Wisconsin. And uh, I think they're going to be in La Crosse. There's going to be one, the uh, Waukesha Expo Center coming up. So make sure you go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. And uh, see where they are going to be next for some of the RV shows that are going on. Because right now, it's all the summer stuff that's coming out. The sports shows are going on. The golf shows are going on. You've got the boat show going on. You've got RV shows and camper shows going on right now. So uh, go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S. See where they're going to be next and uh, plan your visit. If you're thinking about a, a motorhome, a fifth wheel, a travel trailer, uh, a Toby Hunt, whatever it happens to be, uh, check out our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer. And if you're looking for some of the name brands, they have them all. And as they continue to grow, as they continue to grow, all you got to do is uh, check out many of the brands that they carry as well. And you can see for yourself everything they do and the great people they are. And they really do put customer service ahead of everything else. That's our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. So, um Here's uh, uh, Roy says uh, the Packers should have hired Sean Payton over Mike McCarthy. Uh, just saying, why he's he's got the exact he's got a less win percentage in the exact same amount of Super Bowls. What what why? Mike McCarthy has a better winning percentage, more wins, and the exact same amount of Super Bowls, and he's got more NFC Championship appearances. What makes Sean Payton so? Ben, can you tell me what the fascination is with Sean Payton? Hmm. I. It could be a deal where you don't really want the girl until it's clear that she's hard to get. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, he goes to yeah, TV. I don't, I don't get it. I agree. Because he's there? Is he some kind of an offensive guru that we don't know anything about? I mean, he's the only head coach on the market that's won a Super Bowl, I guess, albeit a long time ago. Right? Is there anything about Sean Payton that makes you go, oh my God, you got to get him? Just track record. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's... People are bringing it up on the on the live stream, and I've got a couple emails here, too, saying they should fire Matt LaFleur, bring in Sean Payton. He could corral Aaron Rodgers and make the offense go again. 
I, 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 maybe he could. I don't know. But I, I don't know why there's this all-out love for him because he didn't win numerous Super Bowls. I, you know, um, after talking with uh, our guy, uh, John Marks, when you start to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles in that sense, uh, they're, they're trying to win now. And they're trying because they built it up. They thought they had their guy. They didn't. They got rid of him. They tore it down. They built it back up again, put some pieces out there that they thought could be successful, and right back, here we go. They even fired the head coach and Doug Peterson that won them a Super Bowl. Is there a lesson to be learned here? Is there a lesson to be learned here for how, from Howie Roseman that, you know what, if it's not working, tear it down. Don't be afraid. Just gut it. Do it. And now he didn't rip it down to the down to the studs because he still has some players that won a Super Bowl some years ago on this squad. But what what lesson can be learned here? Would the lesson to be learned is rip the Band-Aid off. Do it. Do it. Rip the Band-Aid off. And maybe it's time. Uh, Maybe it is. But I think the only way you do that is if you've got a guy waiting in the wings that you believe. Howie Rosen, Roseman went and got Jalen Hurts and said, "This, yeah, this is the real deal. We got him. And then saw it, and then there you go. Put him in place. If you believe Jordan loves the real deal, then, yeah, you rip the Band-Aid off. I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Just from what I've heard. Just from what I've heard. It hasn't been the overwhelming confidence in Jordan Love of, oh, this guy's a winner and he's ready to go. I think Philadelphia, much like with Aaron Rodgers, knew what they had behind closed doors with Jalen Hurts. And they said, okay, give him a year, let him develop, yeah, let him get his feet wet, and he'll show you what he's got, and he's done it. Bill, honestly, I think they got a little lucky. Where they Maybe made that too. They were somewhat forced to make a leap. But remember, they were kind of flirting with Deshaun Watson. There were there were reports connecting Deshaun Watson yeah. and Russell Wilson to the Eagles last offseason. Mm-hmm. They were not sold on him until they saw him play this year. So they just got uh, lucky right? in a way. Yeah. And I've always what have I always said? To win a championship, you gotta be good, you gotta get hot, you gotta be healthy, and you gotta be lucky. And Jalen Hurts proved a, a little lucky and and proved that he was really good. I think what he did in the offseason, the dedication he put in in the offseason, if you if you read up on a little bit on Jalen Hurts, is that he really went away and worked on his legs so he would have you know fresh legs at the end of the season, worked on his legs, worked on his strength, and then worked on his technique and throwing the football. And all of that has paid off in spades for him. There's that dedication we talk about all the time. But... Harry Roseman took a shot, and here they are. And Roseman will forever be considered kind of a genius for this within a five-year period, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, throughout his career, really. And there's a longer timeline, but he he has cemented himself. I do think he and the Eagles are showing you in a way that uh, in today's NFL, if you have a smart general manager and you're built well as a franchise – 
that you are able to tear things down and not go through decades of failure. Right. That it isn't that hard right. to turn it around and be competitive faster. You have to get lucky on a quarterback. You got to get somewhat lucky on injuries and free agents. But in the event they choose to go to love, whether he's the answer or not, I, I think we have seen in today's NFL that you're not going to go into 20 years of obscurity. It's not that right. hard to get back to good. Uh, no, I, with with as you had stated, but the, the, the key to all of this is obviously hitting on a quarterback. It is. You know, yep. you, you got to be right. And like you said, they got a little bit lucky and they felt something with this guy and you got you got to be right. And maybe just maybe, maybe it's Jordan Love. I, I don't know. Not from what I've heard, but I haven't heard anything overwhelmingly negative to say, oh, this guy's terrible. He That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that when you look at a guy and you kind of go through the eyeball test and you see his progression, you see his footwork, you see his arm strength, you know, are all those things there? Is the accuracy there? And then you have to figure out if the acumen is there between the ears for for defenses that are schemed for him, if he has that ability to pick it up. And and that's when that, that acceleration really becomes evident. That That we don't know. That we don't know. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to be live from Super Bowl and Radio Row coming up next Monday, February 6th. We wing our way out there on Saturday. Going to be there Saturday, Sunday, all the way through the following week. Mike Clement's going to be on the ground at Super Bowl through that Monday or Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. So we got coverage for you uh, of Super Bowl 57 live from Arizona from Radio Row beginning next Monday. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Green Bay Packers apparently searching for a new secondary coach. Jerry Gray is reportedly going to join the Atlanta Falcons, where he's worked with the head coach there, Arthur Smith, in the past. Gray is 60 years old, and his three-year contract with Green Bay expired at the end of the season. At times, it seemed he was at odds with defensive coordinator Joe Barry on how the cornerbacks should be covering opponents. You're playing off. How do you be, you know, aggressive in that situation? Well, uh, I know Coach Barry is going to be up here, and he's an architect, and he's a defensive coordinator. So I know you'll get those questions tomorrow, and he'll he'll answer those, you know, especially the schematic part. Bad news for 49ers rookie quarterback Brock Purdy. An MRI revealed he suffered a torn UCL in his throwing elbow that will likely require surgery and put him out of commission for six months until the start of training camp. Purdy said he could barely throw a ball after being hit by the Eagles' Hassan Riddick. Um, I couldn't throw anything probably over 10 yards, 5 yards, so that's why we just had some screens. That was really our only option when I, when I went back in. I went to the sideline while they were like reviewing stuff, just asking for a ball, like to, because I knew something wasn't right, and so I just asked to see if I could throw. And even in those couple throws, I was like, "Man, something's not right." And then that's when they checked everything out, and I tried throwing on the sideline, and it was just extremely painful. And Marquez Valdez Scantling was praised by Chiefs head coach Andy Reid after coming up with six catches for over 116 yards and a touchdown for Kansas City in their win over the Bengals. MVS interviewed down on the field with the network after the final gun. Going to the Super Bowl, your first year here. Can you describe the feeling at all? No words can describe this, man. A lot of hard work, a lot of adversity. A lot of guys went down all week. You know, we were able to overcome it. This is a feeling that you can't make up. I'm so, so happy. Happy for everybody, man. Happy for Coach Reed. Happy for Patrick. 
child, gutting it out, man. I can't describe it. What do you got to say to all the haters talking this week? See y'all in Arizona. <laughs> we'll have reports from Super Bowl 57 all next week in Phoenix. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you. Bill Michael's show continues on. This portion of the program brought to you by The Nice Ash. If you're going to be heading out uh, this weekend or any weekend for that matter, go for a, a place to, to watch the big game. Uh, check out our friends at The Nice Ash. Go to theniceash.com, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha, where you can get a good whiskey, good bourbon, uh, just beverage on tap, whatever it happens to be, or a good cigar, good hookah. Entertainment Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So many good things down at Nice Ash. It's just a just a terrific place to go. Uh, a reminder: the Bill Michael Show going to be live from Radio Rose starting next Monday, February sixth, all the way through February tenth. But follow us on all the social media platforms: uh, Facebook, uh, the Bill Michael Show uh, over on Facebook. You can follow us uh, always at the website, which is thebillmichaels.com. That's thebillmichaels.com. You can follow us there as well. Uh, you can follow us on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitch. You can follow us on Instagram at therealbillmichaels. Uh, therealbillmichaels over on Instagram, I should say. So plenty of ways to follow us. Plenty of ways to follow us. Um, let's see here. Got a couple things. This one's from uh, Thriving who says, Mahomes, Allen's Bur- Allen Burrow hurts, probably still has a chip uh, from, Al- from Alabama, so he's, he's out. But do you really want our quarterback to need a chip on his shoulder to play well? I don't care how they get their motivation. I mean, you just saw a guy like Travis Kelsey play with a chip on his shoulder because he heard, had it called Burrowhead from some of the Bengals players. You saw Green get mad because of what the mayor said, the Cincinnati mayor said, uh, about uh, you know the Bengals being better than the Chiefs. So I, players play with chips on their shoulders all the time. Yeah, I it, whatever it takes, whatever motivation. We all use motivation, right? We, I mean, I think most of us do, at one point or another. Whether it's working out or playing a sport or excelling at work, whatever it happens to be, you always use something. You know, something like that. Uh, Jason says, "Do you ever get tired of going every year to Super Bowl?" Also, you should do the uh, random BS podcast like you did last year talking about anything and drinking while you do it. We had a good time doing that. Kind of told some stories, some funny stuff. Mike uh, Mike Clemens kind of looking like a homeless guy walking on the Santa Monica Pier last year, which was great because Mike flew into town uh, uh, or came into town and, and got a different rental car than we did and met us over there. And uh, But Mike had not gotten his car yet. I, I re- can't remember the whole story, but Mike was kind of living under a – under a, he was trying to find a place to hook his phone up because his phone was dying. He had all his luggage with him. He's plugged into an outlet underneath a restaurant on the Santa Monica Pier, hanging out like a homeless guy last year. It was pretty funny. We we had a fun time, and we do we did do the podcast that told some stories behind the scenes. Maybe we'll do that again. We'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll do that again. Maybe we'll do it just from Radio Row. I don't know if we'll uh, be drinking like we were last year because last year we got kind of silly, but. Sometimes that makes it, you know, makes it great. Who knows? Maybe we will. But that, I, I'd like to. But, you know, we kind of got, like, the best laid plans. And then when you get there and it's, you know, just hit the ground running and you're off and running for seven, eight straight days, it, it, you, it's trying to find the time to do it. 
you know, is uh, is tough. So we'll, we'll we'll see what we can do. Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders going to be joining us. Talking some Super Bowl coming up here in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned. And then we'll get back into some of the other discussions. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Again, don't forget, next week we're live from Arizona in Radio Row for Super Bowl 57. Got more of the program coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.